silk, and nobody knows what's in it. Some say money. Some say body. Some say it's booby trap, and we're going to open it. What secret lies in stock? It may be ML Elric's biggest secret, and we'll open it on live podcasting. Step inside the vault with me on April 21st. Discover the mystery only on Zola Detroit. You asked in a rag, it's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, Emil. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Albert? Hey kids, it's your old pal ML Elric coming to you from the underground bunker where the Red Shovel Network will be safe in case of a nuclear blast. And that's a good thing because uh, not, not, a nuclear blast wouldn't be a good thing. Let me be, let me be perfectly clear. It would be good if we could exist for another hour and a half or so because we have a tremendous show lined up for you today. We have a special guest. Uh, Sean Windsor, who just joined us three seconds ago. Um, I can't hear you. Something's over your mouth. Okay, kill Sean's mic. Um, so then uh, it's the ring of truth that you're hearing. It's probably deafening you. Uh, and uh, real quickly, I want to go through the crew. We've got, of course, Mark Fellhauer, uh, Matt Jennings. Did you forget everybody? Joe Zuver. And special guest Darren Nichols will be joining us uh, to help us get some, some, some great information out of our very special guest, Michigan Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, who should be joining us any minute to answer some questions about essentially how can your vote be counted? How can we be sure that the election results are accurate and what, what contingencies the secretary of state and other clerks are taking to make sure that when you take the trouble to vote, your vote is counted. Again, I I, want to stress, I don't care how you vote. I just care that you vote because America is supposed to represent all views, but if you sit at home, let, let me just tell you one other thing about sitting at home. Do not ever come up to me and bitch about anything. Your ticket to tear my ear up with your bullshit is your ballot. So if you're not willing to vote, do not complain. You, you, I'm sorry. You just, you're not. I kind of want to disagree with that. Really? Oh shh. Why? Because he's the only one that can complain. What right? if you don't like any of the candidates? Why, I think- why is Sean's mic on? I, <laughs> I thought you had to be here at least. One minute before the show starts to participate. My only point being is choosing not to vote is also a statement, too, if you don't like the candidates. Just saying. This is like Dune. The power to to deny a thing is the power to control a thing. That's uh, thanks, Leto Atreides. No, that's Paul Atreides, I think. Whatever you say. Duke Leto. Exactly. That's that's the motto. I love Duke Leto. So anyways, uh, we're expecting Johnson to Benson to join us any minute. Before she does, I want to uh, tell you about one of the people who make this show possible. That's Sir Speedy Printing. If you own or work at a company that needs marketing materials, then listen up. Sir Speedy Printing is a sponsor, and they have offices in, in uh, Harper Woods, Troy, and Novi. Whatever you need when it comes to marketing materials, Sir Speedy has you covered. Brochures, signage, direct mail campaigns, promotional products. And let me... Let me just tell you something. When you go to the store and you see those those pretty sharp graphics that say stay six feet away or go this way or don't go that way or what the new hours are, a lot of businesses are changing how they do their business. Sirspe, they're the ones who make those graphics. So uh, signage and floor graphics are hot new items with businesses starting to reopen. Direct mail campaigns can let your clients or bring in some new clients, let you know what you're up to. Let them know what you're up to on the current state of business, uh, temperature, Temporary hours, safety precautions, etc. They can all be prepared for you by Sir Speedy. Basically, you name it, and Sir Speedy can do it. 
They have a full creative staff that can help you design whatever you need. So give them a call at 586-777-7500. That's 586-777-7500. Or visit their website, sirspeedydetroit.com. Let them know that ML Solar Detroit sent you and get your marketing project going today. One thing Sir Speedy can't do or should not do is make copies of your ballot. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm only saying that so that our, our special guest secretary of state, Jocelyn Benson, doesn't have to tell you they're only going to count one vote for every voter. So no worries about that. Isn't that right, Madam Secretary? Yep. One person, one vote. That's the rule. That's and and, and I, I I don't want to steal any of your your thunder here, but we have told people we don't care how you vote, we just care that you vote, and and we're grateful you can join us to tell people how they can vote, not how to vote, but how they can vote. So thanks for making the time to be with us this morning. Always a pleasure, and yes, that's exactly our goal as well to ensure that people have the resources and tools they need to cast their vote, however they choose to cast it. Well, we have a lot of tools on this show. I'm not sure we need them all, but they, they have some questions. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, have a few people uh, poking away at this issue. But I, I just want to start off, if I may, by asking if you can help me figure out who all these people are who are sending me things. Um, I, I recognize this Johnson Benson character. That, that's uh, an elected <laughs> official. And this Janice M. Winfrey, I've heard her name before. Um, but the Center for Voter Information, the Voter Participation Center, I, th- these all look very official. They all look very governmental. And these are just some of the things I've been sent. Um, what are they and what should I be doing with these? Well, yes, you, ha- you will and, you, and voters will continue to get a lot of stuff in the mail over the next few weeks that uh, some from our office, some from organizations that are designed to you know, for the most part, well-intentioned and are they well-intentioned? They want to help you exercise your options to vote this year. Uh, but that said, uh, when you, you, all you really need is actually quite simple, uh, is to know three things uh, with regards to voting. One, you can have your ballot mailed to you, and then you can return it through the mail at a local drop box or at your clerk's office. Number two, you can pick your ballot up at your clerk's office, and then you can return it to your clerk directly through a Dropbox or uh, through the mail, or you can vote in person at your precinct on election day. So everything that you're going to get is designed to basically kind of hone in on those three options that you've got. Uh, and, uh, and notably, you don't have to submit all of that applications. If an organization sends you an application, that's probably just because you're on a mailing list uh, and they're sending a lot of these out so that voters have information on how to, res- uh, how to request uh, to vote by mail if that's their choice. Uh, but um, but a lot of these, enough, if not all of them, are unsolicited and they're private entities that send these information out, mostly with the goal of educating voters. But of course, if you get anything that seems strange or have any questions about things or just seems off to you, uh, send it to us. We actually have set up a website, uh, michigan.gov slash election security, and an email, misinformation at michigan.gov, where you can send us information that you get for 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 us to answer uh, quickly to you uh, what is real and what is not. So but, if I fill one of these out, they, th- for the most part, they're legit. Uh, this one it says Putin for Trump, and this one it says Ukrainians for Hunter Biden. Those are not don't, don't just ignore those. I would I would ignore okay. those or anything okay. that has any type of foreign government listed in it. Probably, but send it to us. If if <laughs> I know you're, you know, um, it, it, these may not be real, but if anyone does get anything like that, 
send it, take a picture and send it to misinformation at michigan.gov because if you know if there may be some malfeasance happening and if that's the case we want to get to the bottom of that and hold bad actors accountable but because of all that uh different mail that say ml is getting or i know people that are getting uh, applications with the name that lived in that house years ago you understand mm-hmm. why people feel like this isn't on the up and up because it maybe intuitively doesn't feel that way yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things with regards to our mailings and the, the qualified voter file is there had not been a mailing to every person in that file for over 10 years when I took office. And so and that's typically how states update their file. They'll do a mailing. And when things bounce back, they have that first indicator that under the law, this person might have moved uh, or an indication, I should say, if not the first uh, that that person might have moved and that can become grounds for removing them from the file. Uh, we have also signed up to partner with the National uh, Coalition of, of 40 states uh, now uh, called ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center. Uh, that now uh, enables us to find information when people move uh, or pass away or if they move to another state. Uh, so the art, uh, it really is an art of updating our qualified voter file is something that takes vigilance and it's something that our office has really um, tried to hone in on, uh, but we know, you know, in, in cases like this, when there's a mailing of applications, all of which are simply just, you know, voter education tools, and they arrive at homes that, you know, are on our qualified voter file, but perhaps, um, you know, should have been removed or, or now can be removed. We encourage voters to let us know about that so that we can update our files appropriately and thereby use that mailing or any mailing our office does now as a sec- to further a secondary goal of updating the list with more accurate information that voters can provide us. Uh, Madam Secretary, what would you say to people who believe that the only reason we're being inundated with these invitations to get absentee ballots to vote remotely or vote early is because Donald Trump is on the ballot? Uh, I wouldn't agree with that. Now, some organizations may have that motivation, but I know and I and I guess I don't want to speak to to, you know, everyone's motive in sending out mailings this year. But in my view, we're in this historic moment with the global pandemic, and this is the first time citizens will in Michigan have that right to vote by mail statewide in the midst of a presidential election. And so I do believe there is a need to educate voters about that right, because it's the first time many of them may be voting by mail. Uh, It's certainly the first time our state has had this right, that people can vote by mail without a reason. Uh, and, And there is also so much in the news these days about that very issue of voting by mail uh, that, you know, I think that that leads to a lot of uh, well-intended education organizations to try to send educational information uh, to citizens. Uh, and of course, you know, when you get this, the, the 527s or the PACs, the super PACs sending out information or campaigns, uh, you should always, I would say, treat that with a little dose of suspicion because they may have hidden agendas. And I will say I'm getting an equal number of texts urging me to vote for um to vote for Joe Biden, but also for all the talk we've heard out of Washington about you can't trust absentee voting, you can't vote by mail, you can't do anything. Here's a text I got on Friday. Urgent, your absent voter ballot application is on the way to you. Get ready to vote Republican. We need you. Click here. So I think the notion that it's just one party that's trying to get you to vote early or remotely uh, is is based on the texts that are coming to me unsolicited is uh, is fallacious. Or maybe you're on a bunch of lists and that's, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of texts like that as well. And, and sometimes I respond and say, I'm the secretary of state. I can't 
endorse a candidate or I can't, they ask me to help a candidate and I'll, and I'll, um, and I'll just sort of play along and say, I can't and let them know who I am. Uh, but, uh, but I think I've ended up on some of those lists too. So I see some of those texts folks are getting and, you know, a lot of it, I would, I would, um, you know, again, you know, go uh, take, uh, you know, some of it may be legitimate. Some of it may not be. Uh, we always want to also, also caution against people uh, against, clicking on links from people they don't know uh, uh, because it also can lead to, you know, um, types of, you know, ransomware and things like that. So we want to be mindful of that too. But, you know, fortunately, Michigan's don't, Michigan citizens don't have to go to lots of different websites or even consult with lots of different groups or campaigns in order to figure out how to, how to vote this year. You can simply go to michigan.gov slash vote, get all the information you need right there about how to register, confirm your registration, you can get an application to vote by mail uh, right then and there. You can find out the address of your local clerk's office if you want to get your ballot there. You can get a list of all the Dropbox locations in your community to find out if you want to drop your ballot off there, where to do that. You can get your precinct location. Everything you need to know to vote is at michigan.gov vote. And everything you need to know to confirm the security of your vote is at michigan.gov slash election security. So I think if you've got those two websites, you're squared away. And then as an additional thing, contact your local clerk with specific questions. That's really all you need to get the information you need to know in order to cast your ballot. So the narrative is out there that uh, mail-in ballots or absentee ballots uh, benefit the Democrats. Do you Have you seen or do you have any early returns as to say what percentage of people that asked for the ballot are Democrats or registered Democrats versus registered Republicans? We don't because we don't track that data. Uh, we don't, you know, in some states, when you register to vote, you issue a party affiliation. We don't have that in Michigan. What we do know is that an extraordinary number of people from every community in the state are requesting to vote by mail. 2.5 million citizens have requested uh, to have their ballots mailed to them this year. And you can see a breakdown of how that spread over all communities uh, at, at Michigan.gov. Uh, slash SOS, my website, or, or Michigan.gov slash vote. Uh, and, but so certainly you know, what we're seeing is that everyone, a lot of people want to vote this year. We're anticipating record high turnout, and a lot of people want to vote by mail. And I haven't seen any data to indicate that that's skewed to one party or the other. Uh, and I think, you know, reflected of the fact that 70% of voters amended our Constitution in 2018 to create this right, folks from both parties uh, participating in that vote, uh, I, I think that reflects also that you know this is people from both sides of the spectrum recognize the simple convenience that it may be for them to get their ballot sent to them, uh, and that's why we're seeing the uptick. And I, again, I don't see any indication that that benefits one party or the other. So my wife um, unsolicited sent me a text yesterday. She said, "When are we getting our ballots?" And I said, "I'll ask the Secretary of State." I think she thought I was yeah. going to go on the website. I said, "No, I'll ask." The actual Secretary of State. When, Look it up for you right now. Because I know Darren. <laughs> I know Darren has gotten his. I know Zeus has gotten his. When should people expect to have all their ballots? Well, uh, ballots were be, were um, finalized and began uh, being sent out on Thursday of last week, the September twenty fourth. So you can go to michigan.gov slash vote and enter your voter information, and it will tell you whether you, you have your ballot request has been received, whether your ballot's been sent. And then once you return your ballot, it will confirm that your ballot's been received back by your clerk, just like you would track a package. So that's what I'm doing. I've requested my ballot, and I still haven't received Sounds it. Like so I a lot of work. Checking, uh, <laughs> just to see when mine's going to be sent. Uh, it hasn't, I don't think, been sent yet, uh, but uh, but. We know that of the 2.5 million ballots that have been requested, just over 2 million have been have been sent out. So clerks are you know, rapidly working through the rest of that 500,000 uh, to get through the list uh, and make sure everyone gets their ballots. Madam Secretary, 
Yes. Mary, I'm interested in what happens in Detroit. I was just wondering when um, or why was that decision made? How did it, how it came about and what pe people can expect um, with the arrangement with uh, the clerk in Detroit? Uh, so we have a partnership in the city of Detroit now uh, that, you know, we, well, I'll, I'll step back and say, you know, after the August primary and as we looked at the data about really historic amount of people voting uh, in the city, historic numbers of people voting by mail, uh, there are a lot of cities like Detroit uh, and, and, and frankly, other communities around the state that we talked to uh, that simply didn't have the resources on their own to meet all of these needs uh, of um, his record numbers of absentee ballots, record numbers of having to turn those ballot requests around uh, quite quickly. Uh, and so uh, in particular, because Detroit is our largest jurisdiction, I felt it was important for us to really lean in there and provide more resources, particularly um, more people and better training for those people uh, to help meet the needs of the community uh, in this election. Uh, so as part of that partnership, we're opening up 21 satellite clerk's offices throughout the city. Those are opening up right now and should be fully open on Monday of next week. Uh, and uh, as they open around the city, uh, you can actually get uh, a list of them. They're already posted at the Detroit, Michigan uh, website, and they'll be on ours as well. Uh, and you will also find drop boxes at those satellite locations where you can uh, get uh, drop off your ballot. Uh, and there will be over 35 drop boxes all throughout the city. Uh, these are simply uh, increasing the amount of ways in which people can uh, get access to their ballots, uh, register to vote or return their ballots. And you can do all three of those things, register to vote, get your ballot and return your ballot at those satellite clerk's offices all around the city. Uh, we also are, again, in helping to recruit thousands of new election workers, including 2,000 new uh, workers at the uh, that will be at TCF Center processing and tabulating absentee ballots. Uh, typically, Detroit handles maybe 50,000 absentee ballots. This year, it may be 200,000. And so we need to dramatically increase the number of people doing that work. And also, we're splitting the shifts. So you've seen past uh, years, there have been problems because essentially people get tired. They've been working 20 hours or more processing all of these ballots. And sometimes, you know, human error happens when that occurs. People put the ballots in the wrong pile, which is essentially what leads to the bookkeeping errors uh, that you saw covered in uh, the State Board of Canvassers and in many press uh, announcements following the August primary. So we can solve for that by creating shifts, you know, eight to 10 hour shifts so that people know exactly when they start, exactly when they stop and they don't get overtired, which can lead to the type of problems we've seen in the past. So that's the type, some of the more granular things that we're doing. Uh, but as a Detroit resident, as a Detroit voter, it's really important to me that we get this right. Uh, and I'm grateful for our partnership with the city of Detroit and the county of uh, you know, Wayne County. We've also been really helpful at, at offering resources and support for the city right now. Uh, Madam Secretary, we, we have a lot of ground to cover, and I know your time is in demand. I'm wondering if we could go through a quick speed round and just cover some topics. I'll do my best. I, I'm very, I used to be a professor, so I talked a lot. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's all right. That the, the inform, This is a show that does not want people to be cursory or to be uh, to Yeah, be I don't do, talk, I don't brief. do uh, what are they called? Sound, sound bites. bites. I'm really not good at sound bites. No, no. Neither is ML. Even when you say you don't do sound bites, it's not a sound bite. So no, that's that's, that's fine. I, I just want to be mindful of your time. But some of these questions um, are, are, I think, are pretty quick ones. Uh, when can people vote? Right now. You can okay. go to your clerk's office and get your ballot and return it. Uh, and uh, you can return your ballots up until 8 p.m. on Election Day. And of course, on Election Day itself, that's basically your last day to vote. And at that day, you also can go to your local precinct and vote there if you haven't already voted. 
And can you get an absentee ballot and then decide to vote in person? Yes. Once you get your absentee ballot, even if you've returned it, you can request that your clerk spoil it and not count it and get a new ballot or vote, um, you know, in, in person on Election Day if you've already canceled your, your past ballot. So every vote in our voter file, every voter has one file and that documents whether they've been sent a ballot, whether it's been returned. If they request, again, that return ballot to be uh, spoiled and get a new one, that's recorded in there too. And that's how we make sure that everyone just gets one vote, but that they have all those alternatives to make sure it's the vote they want. Okay. Can someone drop off my absentee ballot for me? And can someone drop off multiple absentee ballots? We're working through regulations on that. We, I, I encourage as a best practice, everyone to return their own ballot or have a trusted family member do it. Uh, there are ways that you can get rides to drop boxes and things like that. But uh, I, I recommend that people return their ballots themselves uh, and uh, or get a trusted family member to do it. Okay. And if I'm, if I'm applying, this is mainly thinking of uh, kids at college. So Mark, Mark had a question for his wife. This is for one of my daughters. If you're applying for an absentee ballot, can you have it sent to an address other than your registered voter address? Yes, you can. Okay. How's and that? that? That was perfect. <laughs> and uh, l- last one from the speed round for me, um, I was going to ask, why is Detroit always a mess? But that doesn't feel like a speed round question. Maybe Darren will want to drill din- down on that one. Um, but if, if I go to pick up an absentee ballot or I send in an absentee ballot, and it's been, in my case, 20 years since I registered to vote in Detroit, my signature has changed. In fact, now I think I just signed my initials. Is there a chance that the person evaluating that ballot will say, this does not look like the same signature. I'm tossing it out. And how do I find out whether that's happened? Well, there is a chance that they may not find your signature match. I would look at the signature on your driver's license, which is likely the same signature on your voter registration form because everything's in one data file. And match your signature to that. But clerks are also required to notify voters now uh, under the new legislation passed last week, and hopefully it will be signed into the governor this week. Clerks will be required to notify citizens if they're missing a signature or their signature doesn't match. And that helps us uh, address exactly your situation and also identify irregularities if they occur. So there's a lot of fear that uh, maybe one candidate in, in any election would win on election night, but then when all the votes are counted, it might flip. Um, how do you avoid that? And how do you avoid people misinterpreting, say, ineptitude with downright fraud? Yeah. On the first point, I think, you know, no one wins an election until every ballot is counted, period. So, you know, candidates are welcome to try to spin whatever they want um, to try to look good in any particular circumstance. Uh, but the bottom line is we're going to count every vote. And when those votes are counted, we'll announce the, w- the winner. Uh, and we're going to work very hard and closely with news media to make sure that uh, that we're all in sync and recognizing that democracy requires votes be counted. And the majority of every vote, uh, once it's counted, is, is what declares the winner. Uh, secondly, with regards to, you know, there there is always this question of, you know, what's, um, you know, simple human error, uh, what's fraud, what's intentional, what's unintentional, uh, particularly when you have any so many new rules. What I will say is where we identify irregularities. Uh, we recommend to the attorney general if they're if they're uh, significant uh, and if they um, seem to um, you know be um, particularly evidence of malfeasance. We recommend that to the attorney general, and their office has been quite vigilant, working with the Michigan State Police to investigate any allegations of fraud that are credible and make sure that we do hold people accountable uh, if they do intentionally try to disrupt the system. Other states like Colorado and Oregon have been doing this for a while. They seem to have it down pretty good. They can count ballots the second they 
they get them? What is the setup for our state? Can, can you start counting ballots when you get them? No. Under state law, ballots don't start to be counted until 7 a.m. on Election Day, which is why you'll see a delay in results this year, because if we've got you know, three million or more ballots to get through in the state and we can't start tabulating them or in many cases even opening those envelopes until 7 a.m. on Election Day, it's just not possible to get it all done in 12 hours. It may take another 12 hours the next day or, or a third day as well. We're prioritizing security and accuracy. Uh, we'd rather have um, you, know, you know, an accurate, uh, full and complete count as soon as possible. But we want to be methodical in how we do that to ensure that we're getting uh, people information they need. And we're going to be transparent about that entire process as we go. I'll be spending a lot of time uh, until every vote is counted with our absentee counting boards to ensure uh, that we are uh, communicating effectively where we are in the process. Uh, but it's a little bit, remember Colorado and Oregon, they've been doing this for a long time. Their state legislatures have updated their laws effectively uh, to really match these uh, these counting and tabulation needs. We're not there yet in Michigan with our legislation. Uh, we've gotten some progress, but not enough. I, I think, uh, that's, I think, that's, I think that's why people have a problem with it because they feel like, oh, this seems to be very rushed and how too convenient with a Donald Trump election. Um, why, why not just wait um, until... Say everything's clear, the rolls are clear, and we got a good format yeah. for counting. Because it's the law. I mean, voters voted in 2018 to amend our state constitution to give every citizen the right to vote by mail. That's why we're doing this now. And I know it, it, it certainly, you know, within the midst of a pandemic, created a greater sense of urgency and interest among this particular way of voting. Uh, but it has always been our work and our plan to implement it in full force this year. And I'm grateful that we've been able to uh, because it's turned out to be something quite popular and something a lot of voters want as an option. Uh, Darren, we have just a couple minutes left with the secretary. Yeah. Any any questions before I before I hit her with the big showstopper? <laughs> okay, I I just wanted to know how much more dubious will this election be given all of the massive absentee ballots that you expect to be in and all the other stuff that is going on. Well, the good thing is we've got time tested based on what other states have been doing for decades. You know, their, their, their security practices that we're applying here. Uh, we've got protocols in place like the signature match, uh, which requires everyone to sign the envelope in which their ballot is placed and no ballot is counted unless that signature matches. Of course, we require clerks to follow up and try to make sure that signature matches, but certainly uh, we want to protect the sanctity of the ballot and also protect the infrastructure we've built against the misinformation that's flowing into our state, trying to undermine the integrity or sow seeds of doubt, if nothing else, among our voters about the integrity of our vote. Um, I'm very confident that our elections are secure and that on election day or shortly thereafter, we will be able to confidently announce uh, results of the elections that will be an accurate reflection of the will of the people. Uh, what remains uncertain is the extent to which other political actors to further partisan goals will try to undermine or stymie those efforts with messaging that counters what is truth. Um, but nevertheless, the truth will be on our side and we'll work to get that out. So, uh, Madam Secretary, that, that that is one of the things that I'm, I'm particularly concerned about. Uh, I remember 2000, in fact, I was at a uh, union hall in Macomb County when at eight o'clock everybody celebrated because Al Gore had been announced as our next president of the United States. I remember the concession speech. And then I remember before I went to bed about five in the morning, Al Gore saying, it's not over. This race has a feeling where we're going to have a lot of partisanship. We already have one candidate saying that he won't respect the results unless he wins. Uh, I, I'm not sure which one that is. He 
got kind of a crazy hairdo, quite expensive as I understand as well. But um, uh, certainly he spent more on his hair than mine. I'm not sure he was getting a better value. But um, but in terms of uh, in terms of uh, come people, back to us. Yeah, let's, yeah. Is there a question? In here? Stay focused. <laughs> so this was the showstopper. Um, are you concerned at all that the the uh, the ballot? monitors or the the inspectors I, I i don't know the right term but they're in the counting room looking at things that some people will come out of those sessions saying hey these were bad ballots and the other side threw them out where those people are going to try and undermine confidence in the results of this election by saying they witnessed fraud how, how do you counter that um with accuracy i mean we're gonna, we're gonna have eyes on our own eyes the eyes of our office the eyes of the attorney general's office uh, and our clerks on these uh, places where absentee ballots are getting processed and tabulated to ensure uh, that everything goes smoothly and everything is uh, by the book. Uh, I've been doing that in every election this year. I've been visiting absentee counting boards. I'm familiar with the process and I want to make sure it goes smoothly on election night. And we have provisions in place and protections in place to remove anyone who will, um, regardless of their, their intention, try to uh, cause problems in those Areas And we want, again, the process to be transparent. Uh, we want uh, people to have faith in the results. Uh, and we want to ensure that the ballots are counted effectively and, and accurately. Uh, but in my view, transparency is the best antiseptic to anyone trying to undermine the process and perhaps in, in secrecy. Uh, and so, you know, for that reason, we'll be um, watching closely uh, the, and, and monitoring uh, the proceedings to make sure that they follow all our safety protocols uh, and uh, enable us to swiftly address things uh, that may occur throughout the counting process. So if there is a dispute between, say, a Republican observer and a Democratic observer as to whether or not a vote uh, is cast for the right candidate. Will those be reviewed? Is that something that uh, a third party will then say, well, that's the way you see it. I mean, before we get to the Supreme court, because I think we all remember how long that took. Yeah. Well, potentially, I mean, we have protocols in place for people to review voters and challenge voters eligibility. Uh, and those protocols are, you know, quite clear on what's permitted and what's not, and what is, um, you know, what is a, a valid, a valid challenge and what is not a valid challenge. Uh, so we'll be working to enforce those protections among our voters, both in the polling place, as well as those processing ta and tabulating absentee ballots. Uh, and the bottom line is, look, we simply just want the results to be accurate, regardless of who wins any race in Michigan. I just want uh, the will of the people to be heard. Uh, and so that's our motivation. And we you know, hope and expect everyone will share that motivation. Uh, and with that uh, focus, we're going to work to um, you know, judiciously and, and expedi expeditiously uh, proceed uh, with um, you know, any type of challenges like that uh, to make sure that they follow the law, they're, they're by the book, uh, and that they're all, everything proceeds with an eye towards making sure every valid vote is counted. Uh, Madam Secretary, I know you have to go. I have one last question. I apologize for this being the last question, but it, it's been suggested on this network and maybe elsewhere that uh, that you are a protege of Mayor Duggan because your husband at one time worked in the administration. And of course, Mayor Duggan is a longtime supporter of Vice President Biden and also has a proposal on the ballot in Detroit. Can you just just briefly characterize your relationship with with uh, mayor duggan uh i know you didn't work for wayne county so let's take that off the list off the off the top yeah i mean i i i appreciate speculation for what it can be my mentor is senator carl levin that's when i was the dean at wayne state law school who i brought in who i taught a class with who i seek to emulate um you know if i'm a protege of anyone it's him and he's the person who i call for advice 
senator levin's the person i call uh, when i'm you know dealing with things that that seem um, problematic because he has um, you know, exemplified integrity at every throughout his entire career, uh, and, and and exemplified putting country first over party uh, in whatever that is uh, at, at stake. Uh, and so, you know, again, if you're going to say I'm a protege of anyone, it's of Senator Levin. Well, if, if I may, before you go, I'd just like to share my experience with Secretary Benson before she was Secretary Benson, before she was the dean of the Wayne State. Um, law school when she was a member of the Detroit Ethics Board. And I will just tell anybody uh, who cares to hear it that in my years of dealing with her, when I've asked her questions in which it called for the criticism of Democrats, and she is a Democrat, a Democrat with ambitions, she fearlessly stated her opinion whether it would help or hurt her standing with fellow Democrats. And uh, as far as a protege of Mayor Duggan, I've seen no evidence of that. And my experience with Secretary Benson is that she is someone of integrity who has spoken the truth, even when it may not have been in her best interest. So, uh, so I guess we're going to let you go with, uh, I'm going to blow you a kiss, but I'll, I'll just tell Thank anybody, you. I'll tell anybody who's listening. And I think it speaks for itself that I, I kick ass. I don't kiss ass. So if I say something about somebody, it's something I believe in, and we appreciate your time. Likewise. And I appreciate your, uh, your integrity as well. Well, I don't know about wow. that, but it's great wow. having you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have to end on that? Now we're, we're going to have to hear about that all day. Well, it's, <laughs> one story leads to the next. Madam thank Secretary, you. thank you. you. We've kept you too long. We, we apologize you. to your next uh, appointment, but thank you for your time, and we will include Always those links. Pleasure, ML. All right, thanks. Take care, guys. Take thank care. You. See ya. So if, if you missed <laughs> that... Oh. Sorry, he's cracking one already. Do you want me to crack one? No, no, please. It's always right. a good time for an Altus. <laughs> All guests of Harry Got ML Sola Detroit receive a 12-pack of Altus Lager. Oh, he loves beer. So uh, for those of you, we, we covered a lot of ground. There was a lot more that we could have covered. Um, we will have those links to secretary reference, michigan.gov backslash vote. Michigan.gov, I believe, was backslash election security. You can find those on our website, mlsoulofdetroit.com. In fact, we, we could have done a whole show just with Darren and talking yeah. about the problems we've had in Detroit having votes counted. So uh, so we, we hope to have uh, Detroit clerk Janice Winfrey on the show before the election. She said she will come on. So uh, we hope to make that happen. Uh, we, we thought we'd have her on earlier, but she had a dental procedure that she had scheduled and she figured going to the dentist and talking to us was more than anybody should have to put up with. Um, b- before we move on, I just want to say something about Secretary Benson. I don't endorse anybody and I don't endorse her. She is a, she is a partisan. She's She's a politician. That is a uh, that is an elected office that is not like our city council or mayor. That's nonpartisan. But um, but I have dealt with her a lot over the years, and I've always found her to be somewhat fearless in expressing her opinion, which I'm grateful for because there are lots of people, both Republicans and Democrats, who will tell you how they feel about something, and then you say, "Now, will you put that on the record?" They're like, "Not on your life," because they're always thinking about the next election. They're always thinking about the next opportunity. So uh, so I, I'm, I'm kind of breaking form here to, to share a little bit of my history with her. But I've always been impressed uh, with her. In fact, while I haven't been very impressed with the Detroit Board of Ethics, which seems to be sort of a jumbo <laughs> shrimp situation, but, um, but she was someone who always, uh, who always said what was on her mind. And, and to my mind, it seemed to be fair comment, uh, maybe even at her own expense. So... So we're going to insist that facts matter on this show, and uh, we're not just going to throw shit out there. Anything we talk about, we're going to have done some work on. I know there's some question as to whether or not the media is still out there working, whether there are still reporters on the job in Detroit. Well, I'm here to tell you, 
that they are. And, uh, and some of the time they spend is trying to debunk some, some baloney that's been put out there. Uh, and, and that's just, we're not going to have that. So, so anyways, sorry about that. Sorry about the, sorry about the soapbox. I had to push Sean off it, but, uh, <laughs> I love how you, uh, you brought the interview back to yourself again. That was, that's awesome. You know, who's better than me though? Who? That's not a rhetorical question. Oh. Do you have an answer? Oh, the butchery. It would take forever to answer. The butchery. They, they are the place to go for prime meats. That's the butchery on Orchard Lake Road, just west of Middle Belt. If you go in there and spend fifty bucks or more, I hope I hope Chef Dave is okay with this. They're, <laughs> they're going to give you a signed copy of the Kwame Sutra. So go in there, tell them that ML sent you, and they will give you a signed copy of the Kwame Sutra. If they don't, um, if I'm if I'm overstepping my bounds, uh, tell Chef Dave to tell me to mail it to you. So, so we will, we will get you that because we appreciate their sponsorship folks. This is crunch time. We know how difficult this economy has been. We know how your budget has been stretched and you know how hard it is to get advertisers during a pandemic. It's not easy in the best of times, but it's even trickier now. So we would really appreciate if you could support our sponsors. The reason why we do business with them is because we think that they are quality places. Sir Speedy, we need you to call them and at least get a quote. Tell them I sent you. The butchery. Make sure you go in there. Mark just went in there. Yeah. And, uh, and next door to the butchery, he has his little pop-up store, which has been obviously hurt by COVID because you can't do that stuff, where he does lessons and you know cooking classes and stuff. So. I think they sell Altus in there, too, as a matter They do. It's, I'm not just saying this because he's an advertiser. It's a cool little shop. Oh, yeah. Andy sent this. I forgot. He sent a, he sent a cherry pie. So. Oh, nice. Go ahead and dig in. Nice. Here you go, Sean. You can dig in. So... Uh, uh, <laughs> Sean actually is quite a, a, a good chef. I don't know if he makes pies. I'm not a chef. Oh, he's not. Is it a chief? Did I get it spelled wrong? <laughs> just a cook. He's just a cook. Okay. Why were, cook. why were you so you late know, today? You know who else was just a cook? Who? Steven Seagal, and he killed everybody on a battleship. Well, he was a CIA uh, guy. No, not a CIA guy. Well, or was it? No, he was a Navy he's SEAL? Just a, just a cook. Oh, it was a CIA, right? Okay. And uh, was that Ellen Alaniac was in that? That was before all that surgery he had and the... I don't know. And before before he became a cop. Anyways. Dyed his hair black. I don't know. Go to thebutchery.com to see all their amazing selections and follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to see what Chef Dave is carving up daily. You can give them a call at 248-682-COWS. They even have small private cooking classes with Chef Dave and Chef Julie. You said that. Well, I'm just trying to to, support those who support us. (laughs) I'm I'm a sponsor supporter. You may prefer athletic supporters, particularly when you're brewing tea. Check them out if it's it's worth the drive, I promise. And make sure to tell them, as as I stated, and I guess I'll state it again, and someone will point out that I stated it already. Tell them ML sent you. Before we move on to the great debate, can we oh. explore why Sean was so late today? Because usually you're the last one to arrive. No, I'm not. Sean usually gets here after me. No, that's just not true, By Mark. seconds. Mark. By seconds. Exactly. That's just not true. It's close. Now, sometimes... That's just not true. Sometimes Sean gets here just before I do, but he's in the car, and he seems to be occupied. I'm, I'm thinking it's with his phone. But That was know. last week that I was in the car, but normally I'm in the studio before. So why were you late? Was I late? I was here in well, time? You, well, we were going to, what, muster at, I don't know, 11-ish. I think you walked in right when the secretary's connecting. I did. I did. Why was I late? Uh, we're having some work done on our property. I shouldn't say property. It's a small little, you know, homestead <laughs> yeah, uh, way out in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. raising uh, 15 Percheron stallions out there in Washtenaw County. Uh, the Percherons, of course, are the most elitist of all horses. Yeah. Well, and I hate to say this because, uh, you know, we don't want to sound too elitist. We used to do our own, all our own painting, Mark, probably like you do, probably like Mark. Oh, Mike yeah. has never done, right? 
I used to have a business called High Noon Painting. In fact, there are things I... There is a garage on Manning on Detroit's west east side, just off of Seven and Shaner. If you go by that alley, that garage looks as good today as it did in 1987. It was painted with Sherwin-Williams yellow corn paint go check that that garage looks frigging fantastic i, I swear you have a story for everything he does that's, that's okay. gonna be my next column <laughs> <laughs> you're going by manning i'll get you the address yeah i'm gonna go by manning it was it was uh, <laughs> let me just tell you this uh that was my girlfriend's mother's a garage and the paint lasted way longer than the relationship. Although I wonder why <laughs> I, I, I still, I still feel this, the, the shame of uh, the, uh, the break. How long did y'all go out? Uh, off and on for a year or two it was a very tumultuous relationship. Did she talk one time two years, <laughs> or did you not allow her? Maybe they didn't break up. Maybe she just walked away while he was in the middle of a story. I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm being bullied. <laughs> you are. <laughs> is this last week? What happened? What last week? I is there a so, safe place? Hey. Can I get a trigger warning on this show? Can we get a bell for that or a buzzer? I'm sorry. Did I jump in? Usually no. people tease me. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, little Mikey. No, no, no. I, all seriousness, real quickly, I was late because uh, we're having a little paint work done. I went to the store before I went to Arizona for the the lines. Oh, I got yeah. the paint. It sat in a, in a cardboard box over the weekend. The painters pull it out today. My wife's inside doing her, her Zoom stuff for work, and she looks out the window and sees they're putting up the wrong color. I was on my way to the podcast. I had the color card and stuff with me in the car. She called me up, and, uh, well, I'm not going to repeat what she said. <laughs> yeah. Right? She thought I'd sabotage it because I didn't like her colors that she picked. <laughs> and then I purposely did that. And I said, yes, because I wanted to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, well, and she yeah. sent me a text here. It says, uh, are you the one who told Sean to get rid of my yellow corn for his precious primrose? Yeah, no, it was all off the same corn. It was just the wrong shades. I was able to fix it. Um, is it, is it married, she was able to fix it. Isn't married life wonderful? It is, but the the fact that she actually thought that I was trying to sabotage, and this was, oh, I'm sorry, I accidentally got the wrong colors when really it was all part of a plot. Believe me, I get that question all the time. Why did you do blank? And I just, I simply respond most of the time, because I'm an idiot. That's Well, that's what I said. I said, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. She said, I don't buy it. I said, you've been in charge for 30, okay, (laughs) So just (laughs) just to put things in perspective, my car got shot. Sean picked the wrong color on a color card. Of a, I mean, how many different shades of pink are there? <laughs> That's Washtenaw uh, County living versus uh, Wayne County living. <laughs> Wayne County. Yeah, I was going to say, Gross Point has a lot I of I won't change my mind on anything. <laughs> Regardless I of painted the houses that are set out before me, I'm dug in, and I'll never change. Very not. Very so. Very not. Very so. Very not infinity. Very so infinity plus one. No. Our great debate is brought to you by Hope Not Handcuffs. Since 2017, the Hope's Not Handcuffs program has helped 4,600 people get the help and resources they may not have gotten otherwise. Anyone struggling with a substance use disorder or addiction, whether it be heroin, painkillers, cocaine, even alcohol, can get into one of 100 participating police locations. Go to one of these participating police locations and ask for help. Don't worry about getting arrested. Tell them you're there under the Hope Not Handcuffs proviso. The police officer will treat you with compassion and call a volunteer angel that will come to the police department and assist with paperwork and making phone calls to get them placed into treatment that day. This is a way to help your friends, your loved ones, who maybe need that little extra push 
maybe they are on the edge these days. It's so easy to turn to a crutch and, uh, and that crutch may actually be something that knocks you over for the last time. So please hope not handcuffs is there to help. The first step doesn't need to be the hardest. There is hope. Go to hopenothandcuffs.com to learn more and make the step toward recovery. And they are looking for angels if anyone wants to uh, help volunteer. It's a really good program. Yeah, and and this is something I I think everyone, you know, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is, I think this is true. I think everyone knows somebody. Oh, yeah. Who's overdosed? It may be, unfortunately, it may be that they, uh, you know, they were doing a little of the booger sugar and they thought that was no problem, but they got a hot shot laced with fentanyl and that was it for them. In fact, uh, Teresa and I did a story a month or two ago out of Gross Point where there were several people on the you same weekend say. who it was in the free press. You don't say, you pay, did a story. Pays your bills, brother. Okay. Pays your pay, pays for that. No, pain. keep going about yourself. That's oh, no. uh, that luscious li- lilac or was it lavender promise? Um, it was gray, dark gray. They probably don't have a lot of that in Gross Point, though. But go ahead and talk about yourself some more, please. You know, gray and lavender Darren and are, are remarkably thrilled. similar. It's just a little, you, you you put a little of the maroon into the gray base. I used to work at Sherwin-Williams, too, by the way. And oh, that really? Changes didn't know. It to us. So anyway, um, 1,600 different colors, uh, all of them off-white. So very tricky. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, people who have a heroin addiction and they seem to be able to manage it. They, That's an off white too. They're sort of your, uh, you're sort of your, your local Keith Richards, but then they get a bad dose and out they go. So let's, let's do what we can to save those lives. Hope not handcuffs.com. Take a look. And if you can be an angel, you know, th- that, it's the one time somebody, uh, somebody takes a, a title. It sounds pretty grandiose, but, but it's probably, uh, more than well earned. So, uh. So we appreciate their sponsorship and we appreciate you, those of you who can make this happen. And uh, we, we should also say if you're a murderer and you go in there, they may arrest you. But yeah, I think it's a little any, different. Anything, anything short of being the Unabomber, they're probably just going to get you some help. So <sighs> Is that the debate? Are we done? Yeah. No, there's no debate. That's no. a great program. Mark and I don't need to talk to uh, the debate. Why don't you debate with yourself? <laughs> uh, I debated my with myself whether to unlock the door when I realized I got here before Sean. But he... <laughs> He kicked it in. He's covered in uh, sort of a uh, marigold. I don't know. Did you? Did I'm you wearing a blue gray hoodie. A roller before you went out there. Okay. Oh, I accidentally was made out with the mic. I'm sorry. Jeez, um, uh, the mic, not the ML. Um, our great debate is uh, is one that I think people are talking about uh, throughout the country right now. It really feels like a conversation we've been having for four years, and that is: Will Donald Trump's taxes? affect the election should it affect the election and uh do we even care that this guy who won't release his tax returns um you know it turns out it looks like looks like they got out although the new york times is not sharing those documents they say because they want to protect their sources which makes me wonder if the sources may have signed those tax returns because otherwise you know you just redact that stuff and throw it out there so so uh you know, at this point, do, do, gentlemen, do you think that Sean and Sean, do you think that um, that there's any chance that this is one of the things that will turn the tide in the last month or so of the election for the Donald? I don't. I, I just, I just, the, the people that support him, I don't think care. And the the response we've seen so far from a lot of them um, is he is that hey, he's smart, right? Rush Limbaugh went on a big rant the other day about how he's smart for not paying taxes i, I agree with him i think he is smart I, I, nobody wants to pay if you can get away with paying as little tax as possible most people would do that and he had some incredible crazy write-offs 
and he had the balls to do it. He probably will get caught. Maybe some he won't get caught. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to change anything presidentially. I wonder though, down ballot, maybe people in certain states will go. You know what? This guy's not the everyman I thought he was. Uh, this just proves it again. He doesn't have the money that I thought he did because that. It's really yeah, not about to me. Tech. Yeah, to me, that's what would hurt him, right? And if and it the would have to be, delusion. and he would have to release it. If he released it, or somebody it came out, and you saw the documents, and it showed, look, he's a con man. He's never made the kind of money, and he's not very but, good with money, and all that. That might hurt him a little. I just don't think that's going to change anyone's opinion of him. But I wonder if that will make somebody. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it will affect, but I wonder if it will affect things down. Maybe there are some Republicans that are sick of him. Will vote Republican Senate locally. And then switch by the one. I find that I find that hard to believe because we know what he is, and in his his administration likes to say it. He says what he is. We know what he is and what he means, which they're a little. I don't know, but I just feel like this isn't much of a surprise. Well, no, of course it's not a surprise. Maybe sorry, Mike. I know you want to talk. You've been talking for no. no I, for I wanted to let Darren years. get in here because. Um, because uh, oh now you want him now on our time you want him. I, I mean, for for me, I I'm interested works. in what his explanation will be during tonight's debate. Um, whether he stumbles and fumbles over it, or whether he addresses it, you know, um, head on. Um, and and also, you know, the undecideds that are out here. There are still a lot of people who are they may like or hate Donald Trump or whomever, and or. Joe Biden and there and this will be their deciding factor. So for for me, I think it's it's a, a another thing that's been well, it's been hanging over him for four years. Yeah, this so, is yeah, we'll see. And his people this, this don't is care. the loudest, uh, the longest tax audit in history, right? I mean, he still can't release them because he's being audited like he was in 2016. But this is precisely why I wanted Darren to jump in because we need that kind of wisdom because he's struck on the crucial point of this. And it also doesn't contradict what you knotheads were saying. Wrong. But, but this is not about Trump supporters. They are with the man no matter what. They've always been with the man. This is about the independence. There are and, very and, few of those, Mike. And, Come on. Well, what, but, but the thing is, it's not revelatory even to the independence because we've heard all along, as Mark cited, that he says, I'm not paying taxes because I'm smart. I'm allowed to do this. I can, I can, I can do this with the system. It reminds me of a story I did on uh, Warren Evans, the Wayne County executive, that was really just kind of catching up on a story Chris Kristoff of the Free Press had originally done, showing that Warren Evans was taking advantage of a very generous pension uh, provision um, as a Wayne County retiree. And Warren Evans' response was, very matter-of-factly, I can take advantage of it. I'd be stupid not to. Now, my point was you're saying the reason why Wayne County's in trouble is because of all these people taking advantage of pension things and you're taking care of one. Uh, one. Don't you feel like a hypocrite? And he's like, nope, I take advantage of the rules that are out there and that's why I do it. But, yeah, but isn't, that a, isn't that a hate the sin, love the sinner kind of thing or hate the player or hate, well, I, I, love I, the player, hate the game type of thing? I voluntarily took a free low, uh, furlough at the free press, so I just feel like you should always do the right thing, but maybe I'm that guy. And it's lonely in that room. But but here's where I wanted to get with this. Um, Finally. <laughs> what, what happened with Hillary Clinton in 2016 was that a bunch of little things started to, started to chip away at her. Just little things that peeled off a few people here, a few people there. And I, I, I my question is, and I don't know the answer, but I think it's possible that this may peel off a few people from Trump. And when you won by an ass hair last time, 
you can't afford to lose those. Well, here's people. the kind of people I think you're talking Wrong. about. Here's oh, the kind of okay, people I think you're talking about. And I don't know that they're undecided. Maybe they're, they softly support the president. Maybe they are um, culturally conservative, but uh, fiscally uh, liberal, right? Work, union Democrats. Think about some of the folks Macomb County, right? Uh, Warren, that sort of thing. Maybe they are sick and tired on some level. Maybe this will be it. Maybe this will be the straw. You know what? 750 bucks. When I pay, you know, six, seven grand or whatever it is, eight grand, that that actually might make a difference. But I wouldn't consider those people undecided. They're probably maybe there are a small amount of people who are going to vote for Trump and the little things that are chipping away. Like, I just but, can't take this anymore. But those could be the Hillary voters they who said, be. I don't care about the emails. And then when Jim Comey comes out in the last couple of days and said, we've re- reopened the investigation, they say, OK, I, I was teetering. I was going to let it slide. But you know what? Screw it. I, I the I'm polls moved after that. Yeah. They, they absolutely moved so, after that. So, so maybe that's the debate. Is is this one of those things that will will just nudge people just that little bit before the election? I think it could in that way because his base doesn't care, as Mark and I established. Yeah. And I've been, I, and I'm not so cynical that I don't think there are people that say seven hundred fifty dollars based on whatever it was he was making or not making is somehow being smart. Right. I mean, most, I think all three of us in this room, if we paid $500 in taxes for the year, we'd feel fucking guilty. Excuse really? me. Really? I wouldn't. That'd be great. No, I would. Pay that I much. would. There's no way I would go around in this society feeling good about myself making the money that I make paying $500 or $750. I just wouldn't. You're going to go out and look at other, other citizens and say, you feel good about that? No way. <laughs> You're just not. I, I don't know. I'd like, you might I'd, feel good saving a thousand bucks, Mark, or whatever. Yeah. You can write off this or that. I yeah. understand that. I, and I'd be hypocritical like most people and say, oh, someone else should pay for that and someone else should pay. But I'm going to take advantage of any uh, write-off I can. Now, I wouldn't push the limits because I don't want to go through an audit. And But if I feel like, yeah, this is this is allowed to be you know a business expense or this or that, why wouldn't I take it? No, you would now, for he that. he just pushes the limit maybe a little further. But how many people voted for him or didn't vote for him because they thought he did or didn't pay a lot of taxes. I don't think that's why people necessarily Why did he him. hide it though? Cuz he obviously because thought of how much money he would get hurt because the image of him being a 10 billionaire was hurt by this cuz his agree. businesses it showed in there that they're losing a lot of money and it's just maybe he's his value in life is a, is his monetary um net worth. Like, that's what he values. That's how he judges Which people. Which is a con, is right? Mo- it's all well, a con. Well, what if it turns but, out he really ran for president because he needed the job? And, and, a, way to get, <laughs> I mean, and a way to get his fingers into <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It, I, I, did you I, see the story the other day about the his family and the apprentice or whatever asking for the per diem for food? Sure. Oh, really? Well, if it's allowed. And, oh, and, wow. and the producers were all saying, this isn't how wealthy people act. I, I right, had so even, he, well, I don't know about that. When I was a paper boy, it was when I was delivering papers on Windmill Point Drive in Gross Point Park that I got tip. the worst tips. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I mean, that's kind of a, you know, sure. sometimes the rich people, they, you know, they figure that's how they got rich. But Darren, do you think this is going to be, I mean, you mentioned the debate and there's a lot of stuff to talk about. I would have thought one of the big topics on the debate was the Bob Woodward tapes and the conversation yeah. about, um, I knew it was a big deal. Um, is, is this something that would change the, uh, the tenor of that debate or, 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 uh, I mean, because if you're going to talk about something that just happened up in the last couple of days, you got to not talk about something else. Cause you only have so much time. What falls off of the, uh, the agenda there? Well, I, I think 
for me, I think it's one thing that has to be addressed. Um, hopefully it gets addressed quite quickly. Um, but in terms of everything else that has been talked about, you know, my thing is what's next. We kind of know how elections go. We all, we all know that, you know, dirt gets slung around right around during this time. And so my question is, what's going to be next? And, and is what's next going to do one of those things that chips more more at his armor? And and one thing that I'm wondering, just on that point on the debate, one thing that I'm wondering, and I'm kind of ashamed it just occurred to me now is how much tax did Joe Biden pay? Do we do, has he released his returns yet? Or are reporters not asking for that? Because if there's something in there, I expect Trump to come back and say uh, something like, uh, well, so I paid less in taxes than Hunter Biden made uh, from Burisma. But I mean, where's the... Uh, that's a great question. Where's the Biden tax returns? Is anybody it, he's scrutinizing released, those? I mean, his tax returns have been released. We'd have to be talking about recent tax returns, right? And I think I saw some stories about all the money he made on uh, since he left the vice, vice president. Which is office. funny because remember he said he's never made over 400 grand in a year. And, and he hadn't <laughs> until that point. And which was, that was like a, four. a yeah. that was a, not a smart thing to say on that his part. That was stupid. And that's how you get, that's how you hammer him back. Right. See that. And he made the mistake of thinking that wouldn't affect him because it doesn't affect Trump. That when does, he makes kind of statements that like that. does affect Biden because, wow, okay, this guy is making a lot more money than exactly. anybody knew. And that, and that might, I think that might sway voters more than this, the Trump tax but, release. But just to, your, uh, to get back real quick to this, I, look, I'd love it if my my uh, refund is more, if I find a couple other things to, to write or whatever, right? Everybody does. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you, you, maybe you get $3,000 back instead of $2,000 back and you're ecstatic, but you've still paid 10, 15 grand in taxes. Right. So and and if you paid nothing, I mean, nothing, five hundred dollars, whatever. I just don't think obviously society, society couldn't operate that way, but I don't think you'd feel good about it. Most people. Well, you seem to be getting enough back to hire somebody to paint that garage. I'd have done it for, for half. Thank the price. you. <laughs> you can't paint. I can paint. Like, it would take forever, though. I can paint like Michelangelo. I just don't hang upside down. <laughs> Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? That last one was a thinker. I know some people are still scratching their heads. It's a Sistine oh, he, was, he laid flat. He wasn't hanging. It's a Sistine Chapel so, joke. Just, just go. Joke. You're trying to say you're a, a vampire. No, I'm trying to say that uh, that uh, it's it could have been M.A. Angelo. No. Michael, what was his last name? Something that ended in a vowel. Huh. Something yeah. eeny. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, so, some people like to save up for something really nice. Stupid question. <laughs> maybe a little extra money they can paint their garage uh, or a new earring that looks cool. Or maybe even a time machine that can take you back to the 90s when dudes with earrings that weren't pro athletes were a thing. If you're wondering how you can budget for major purchase, call our man Luke Nowacki at 248 248- Six six three four seven four eight, or email at elnowacki at pinnaclewealthstrategies.com. He can assist you to devise a plan targeted to help you reach your financial goals. And when you call Luke, he'll make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. And we are up to our Geek of the Week. Um, uh, Mark, do you want to start us off? Or or I would ask Sean, but then he'll just say something contrary. Sure, I'll start. I, this, this Plus, story. You know, it's, with Sean, it's okay, always maybe me. maybe I won't. So I'm... <laughs> 
It's always what? I'm always your geek of the week, so I just want That was one time, but go ahead and exaggerate. I want to delay the pain. I guess our listeners are used to that. I want to delay the pain. Go ahead, Mark. I'm going to go all the way over to the wonderful country of Belgium. Beautiful country. Great descendants. Great beer. Yeah, absolutely. Home of... Home of... of, uh, Mannequin piss? Well, no, I think it's Stella Artois is a Belgian beer, isn't it? Sure. It's like saying uh, Heineken's a Dutch I, beer. I only drink Altus, so I don't know. Well, that's or what Corona's I mean. a Mexican beer. There's a lot of people wasting money on Stella when they can get themselves a nice cold Altus. <laughs> so there's a woman over there, Christella Pult. She uh, is uh, in jail right now because she murdered her ex-boyfriend, which, you know, that's great. But the good news is she has a new boyfriend. And listen to what a great guy this is. He um, rented a helicopter in his own name to try and spring her from prison. The problem is the helicopter, first off, was rented in his name. It hovered over, couldn't find a place to land. Um, he commandeered it with a replica handgun. And as it's hovering over the prison, he proceeded to vomit outside of the helicopter five times because he was airsick, all in hopes of busting free his uh, murderous uh, wife. I don't know. If they, I think that's all in hopes of, of conjugal visit sex. Does anybody remember that from Seinfeld? When they yeah, those, they say it's the best, right? It canned heat, man. When it or chained heat when it gets out. Sybil Danning, anybody? Anybody? Oh. <laughs> oh, I know upstairs, Drew is like Sybil Danning. Yeah, Sybil Danning. Yeah, I just think I'm that, not allowed to talk. So, oh, well, that, that you just that's, <laughs> that, that you just uh, that would seem to be a contradiction in terms, but. Uh, uh, Sean, I, know, I, thought, I thought it was an okay uh, choice. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. I mean, to, you know, uh, and I'm not sure that she's going to want to get into a chopper full of barf. No, I know. That's why it failed. She should have watched The Mechanic where uh, Charles Bronson tried to get uh, Robert Duvall out of a Mexican prison for Jill Ireland. <laughs> Sean? Okay. Sorry, Sean. Sean, Sean to for, the rescue. Save him from, from himself. Uh, my geek of the week is me for getting the wrong paint and making my wife think I <laughs> sa- sabotaged her project. If I can't gain her trust after 30 years, then uh, I'm a huge geek. So that's wow. it. Wow. Oh, man. I just changed my geek of the week to Sean for trying to kiss his wife's ass on the podcast <laughs> instead of going and get trying to at least steal this pie, which is what I would have done. That pie. It's from the butchery. It's a good pie. Yeah, that looks like a good pie. Is that real, or did they use Crisco to make that? Like, and it's well, all. There real. goes another it, sponsor. No, no, no. Um, it looks so beautiful, like uh, the what, food crafters who make food for commercials. That's what it looks like. You know, it is a lovely pie. It's, it's real. just, it's almost too beautiful. But to don't me. don't tell that to your wife. Yeah. Just bring her some something good to eat. Uh, okay, well, Sean punted, um, but my geek of the week is Tucker Carlson, who uh, I think people know how I feel about uh, people on both sides, left and right, who promulgate things that aren't true and oh just say what you're gonna say without this, for once couching it this gives Come me on, an man. opportunity quit acting like you you oh i'm a journalist i'm impartial just freaking say it i am a journalist i i thought it was inappropriate when uh inappropriate so you jake think it sucks. was on cnn questioning whether or not donald trump had some sort of disability because he was using two hands to sip water and had trouble getting off air force one without a, without using the railing you can't make speculation like that without having something to back it up. And I thought it was equally irresponsible when Rush Limbaugh the other day was saying that the reason why you don't see Joe Biden after hours is because he has sundowner's disease. These are serious allegations. And whether you're a a hardcore reporter, an objective reporter, or some media personality, you should have some basis in truth for what you're saying. You should have some facts to support. You shouldn't just hop on a mic and start saying some yang that you don't know. Well, anyways, that's what my man Tucker Carlson does. And he was sued 
by Karen Dougal, the former Playboy McDougal. model. Mm-hmm. McDougal, sorry. Um, Karen McDougal, the former Playboy model and Michigan uh, nursery school teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll I tell you, those PTA meetings must have been, they must have, <laughs> all those slots must have been filled. It's like, honey, I'm going to go, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go see how our baby's yeah. doing. We had, like, <laughs> her, we had her in studio when she won uh, Playmate of the Year. Did you? Yes. Very beautiful. Very nice. If you like that kind of thing. Yeah, well, it's, it's. I didn't think I she do. was the the one exception where they had the uh, the really not attractive Playboy of the year, but uh, but so yeah, she sued. She sued. So she sued Carlson because he had made some comments about her uh, payoff and how her thing went with uh, Donald Trump and how it was a catch and kill thing where she was paid for her story, but then the people who paid her didn't really want to publish it; they wanted to kill it. Anyways, Fox News finally said what so many of us have already known. To defend him, they said, you know, he's not really saying that this is true. This is his opinion. This is, this is, uh, this is embellished. This is, uh, this is some, some, uh, some stuff that's just said for effect. So my point is, yeah, while Tucker may try and tell you he speaks the truth, when he gets his nuts in a vice, he does speak the truth. And the truth is that he doesn't speak the truth. So Tucker Carlson. For everybody now knowing, it's testimony, it's sworn documents. Can I change my Geek of the Week for you thinking that this is new with him? Sean Windsor's my Geek of the Week. <laughs> I can't believe it. Sorry, Tucker. I'm getting <laughs> Yeah, you what a revelation. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm getting you a pie. <laughs> Hit the sounder! <laughs> Your kids are soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither. Too no. soft. I'm going to pretend like you need to just make my dick go soft. I never thought I would say this, but it's going to be so great to hear Matt after what we've just been through. Professor yeah, Jennings. That was pretty wild. It's time to get us up to date on the week that wasn't. Okay. Are you allowed to talk now? The soft week. <laughs> Did Mark give me the okay to talk? Of course. Okay. Yeah, you guys can jump in whenever you want. Hey, uh, uh, I see that you're back Except in the rig. Can, can I ask you, do, does that um, does that vehicle have one of the hauling ass uh, decals on the mud flaps? No, it doesn't, but it does have a, bear, a, a pair of bull testicles on the back. Hmm. Always classy. Which are that, that's, they're rotting. Is that kind of, a, is that yours or did that come with the truck? No, no, they're, they're rotting bull testicles. It's pretty bad. So that's you and delicious. the truck have something no, but in you, common. But you put them. You put them there. Yeah. Yeah. I put them there. Okay. I got them from the butchery. <laughs> God, we are killing this sponsor. Would you guys shut up? <laughs> Couldn't you have got them from like Kowalski sausage or someplace? <laughs> if I wanted to hang lips and buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now we've, we've lost Off a sponsor and our appetite. Um, wonderful uh, start. Let's speaking of lips and butthole. Why don't you put those together for some soft history? Oh, Okay, 1936, England's latest and fastest transport by the name of the Caledonian began production this week. This flying boat was designed to transport passengers back and forth from England to America without the need of an airport or runway. Kind of a crazy invention, a flying boat, but not as crazy as John Denver's sinking plane. Oh, too soon, man. Oh, sorry. Did they ever find his head? What? 
Oh, he, he was decapitated. He was? I didn't know that part yeah, about it. Was so, he really? It's yeah, fascinating. So when, when I lived in Chicago, they had a radio contest Uh-oh. where they said, if you found John Denver's head, they would give you a reward. And if he was still wearing those little round glasses, they would double it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, poor oh. guy. Now I I didn't feel bad, but now I do. No, you don't. Next. Next, in 1975, Booker T. drummer Al Jackson was shot and killed by an alleged burglar in his home. His wife was brought in for questioning due to the fact that she was arrested the past that past July for shooting Jackson mm-hmm. during a domestic dispute. But in the end, the police ruled it a botched robbery attempt and an effective divorce. Too soon. Too, man, everything's too soon today. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, in 94, John Wayne Bobbitt, you know what? I'm going to skip that one. I'll put that on my soft magazine. Oh, I like that joke. I saw, I saw that one. I, that's a good joke. Uh, I don't know. I I'll, think it might be I'll, too I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Ready? Yep. In 1994, the adult film John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut was released on video, and critics were not too kind uh, with the film. In fact, one critic wrote, the film's so bad, I'm able to type this with both hands. Was that the director's cut? <laughs> I thought that was a, a good joke. <laughs> Terrible delivery. It's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I heard a lot of Bobbit stories on the, the Drew and Mike podcast. So we, go, we go way back with John. I, I may be yeah, having. We, we can thank them for that one. I may be having detachment syndrome. All right, one more, Matt. What do you got? Okay, that was so enthusiastic, Mark. What should we do? Wow. Oh, why don't you pick which one I should do, Mark? Oh boy. Uh, one more, Mike. Excuse me, Matt. Sorry. What sorry. have you got? Well, somebody took all our time, you know, sorry. telling stories about paint. Oh, sorry. All right. In two thousand nine, which one of us? <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, Matt. You know, the only thing that was longer okay. than our than our stories about paint was how long that paint job I did lasted. It still job. It still looks good. Hmm. I hate your slang. It's so gross. <laughs> in 2009, a Canadian billionaire by the name of Guy Leliberte became the first clown to travel to outer space as a part of the space tourism program. Like literally a La clown? La- really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Did he have makeup La- on? La- like he yeah. makes you laugh? He like was, he's funny? He wasn't a, he wasn't a, like a regular guy pretending to be a clown. He was dressed as a clown. So huh. did he juggle? Anyway, That's great. Yeah, did you he know. juggle or was he uh, well Canadian? Oh, he sounds French. I'm hey, just going to guess he was a mime with zero gravity. Well, even I could juggle. He That's- was juggling <laughs> on Earth, and then That's when he bad, got Mike. up there, there wasn't much to juggle. <laughs> but anyway, La Belte chose to travel to outer space, not in the name of science, but in the name of art. And it wouldn't be the last time a billionaire put on orange face paint and did something crazy. Wrong. <laughs> What's going on? Can I just say something real quick? Mike <laughs> stood up and he's in shorts and um, his legs, uh, well, let's just say I can't stand up now. <laughs> Ooh, and I just wanted to, you know, paint that. He looks, he looks fabulous. 
He was texting me yesterday about how handsome he was, and I was a little dubious, but now I know. <laughs> I was not. I was responding. I just said... Actually, uh, that's true. I told him he was handsome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I wore these shorts, because uh, Sean had requested assless chaps, but I thought... Lovely. Outer, <laughs> You're playing hard to get, and I appreciate that. One Out of respect little... for this, the, the chairs in this studio. Yeah, one would... square inch of flesh at a time. Go ahead. That's right. I figured I, I would... Uh... Rather than flash the moon, I would just be sunny. Um, uh, Room 7609 is brought to you by David Hall and Hall Financial, and that's why they want to save you money. They want to save you money so you can buy our great keychains. It's a great time. Room 7609 keychains. It's a great time to look at your options, and that's why many people are refinancing right now. If you haven't refinanced in the last year, Hall Financial is here to help Now's the time to lower your monthly payments. If you haven't noticed, interest rates are rock bottom. You can not only keep some money by getting lower interest rates, but you can extend the length of the loan, which will lower those rates. And by refinancing, you can probably skip a couple of payments. So that's going to be one easy way to keep some extra money in your pocket as we go through some very turbulent times. And why not see if you can save some money right now? I mean, does that sound like a good idea? Love saving money. Seems like a no-brainer. If you're worried about the coronavirus, listen, they, nobody's going to come into your house, okay? They can be appraised by, uh, by they call them drive-by appraisals. And if you've just paid your garage, that increases the value of your property. So, Why did uh, you whisper when you said, nobody's going to come into your house, okay? Well, it's just, it's kind of felt, I've, I've had, I was channeling a little Alan Allman there for just a minute. Okay. <laughs> it's a little, it's just like, I won't come over. I'll just be in your radio. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So anyways, Hall Financial, again, I, I, why does anybody sponsor this show? It's just like, please don't. Because they get three minute reads. Well, I keep trying to figure out what part of the show can we connect them to that's not offensive. And it basically is the ending of the show. So uh, anyways, their service is the fastest in the business. I know because they've put together some very complicated deals for me. My man, Dan Morrison is the guy you need to call at 248-308-5000, 248-308-5000, Hall Financial, lower payments, better options, more personal attention. You can find a link to their website on our website, mlsoulofdetroit.com. And when you contact them, please let them know ML sent you. NMLS 1467435. And for those of you wondering when this show is going to end, the Smiths are asking the same question. They want to know how soon is now? I'm the sun and the earth All the shyness that is coming up in Baltimore I'm the sun and earth I'm nothing in particular Thank you.
Those of you who are big Room 7609 fans are like, okay, so let me get this straight. The premise is we have uh, underappreciated songs by new wave bands we know and love, or we have new wave bands we never heard of, but now that we've heard of them, we love them. So how is it that you put How Soon is now one of the great Smith anthems into Room 7609? Well, my friends, because this is the final week of B-Sides Month, where we're taking B-Sides from some of our favorite new wave artists and playing them just to kind of underscore how even the people who are paid to figure out what the hits are don't always know what they're talking about. And maybe I just say this because I have a fantastic book proposal that nobody's sold. It's not because the book proposal isn't very good. It's because they don't know what quality is when they held it in their hands. We wondered how you were going to make it about yourself. (laughs) So far, just just for what it's worth, so far we've had no Kilpatrick references. Hit (laughs) the bell. Until now. Until now. So uh, so self-fulfilling prophecy. But anyways, uh, How Soon Is Now was the B-side of William It Was Really Nothing, also a great tune. But this song stands out from the Smith catalog because it is so different. And I think one of the reasons why is because Johnny Marr, the much underappreciated Andy Rourke, and I also like the drummer Mike Joyce, got baked, came back, just started playing some stuff. (laughs) And they basically put together this tune and then handed off to Morrissey, and then he ripped off some some uh, movie lyrics and some literature to put the lyrics together. And um, I said movie lines, I should say. And, uh, and, and lo and behold, here we have How Soon Is Now, maybe the song that the Smiths are most known for and maybe one of their most successful of all time. So uh, that, we wanted to end the month strong. That's, that's your favorite band, right? Uh, oh boy, Gene! Of course, there's, it's know, not never is, a yes or no, no it's answer. Not, isn't it's it? not, Mark. All right. No, you this, my know. daughters ask me this all the time. Like, what's your favorite? Whatever. I'm like, I don't think like that. I mean, I love a uh, lot of different things. Don't ask him questions, Mark, unless Jeez. they're rhetorical. How'd you get? But, how'd you get turned into? Because this is probably gonna be a long story. But how'd you get into um, into the band? I got into a woman, and uh, she turned me on to the band. This was uh, probably my my first serious girlfriend was a huge Smiths fan, turned me on to a lot of really cool new wave music, and also got me a job painting her mother's garage. Oh, well, so, see, everything's full, full circle. So, yeah, so okay. she had she had great taste in everything but men. Don't but, we have a somebody I was out say, there yeah, th- waiting thanks, patiently? Th- thanks to her, that's why we have our guest on today. That's right. Really? And, and so the answer to your question, really, Mark, is who's my favorite band? Well, it's the there Smiths you United. <laughs> and uh, I'm so happy that we're being joined Aww. by uh, Christopher George, the lead singer of the Smiths United. They are playing this Friday at the Cadu Cafe. You know how careful we are about the coronavirus and not just because we're selling masks and gators, which you can get at drewandmikestore.com, but because we, we want you to be able to party next year too. Smith United are playing outdoors at the Cadu in a large, open, socially distanced venue. 
And uh, if you don't want to get too close to the stage, you can go sit at Muscle Beach, which is by the garage bar, and you'll hear and see one of the great acts in Metro Detroit. Uh, I, I've been talking too much. Chris, thanks for joining us today. What's up, guys? So tell us a little bit about this gig. I know, uh, you know, a lot of my friends have seen the Smiths United play at the Magic Bag at venues throughout town, uh, played at the Cadge before, I believe, and also uh, have played in my backyard for an annual yard beer party because yeah. of COVID-19. <laughs> we had to cancel that. But uh, And I think yeah. the, you guys had to miss rehearsals. I mean, have you guys had a chance to, to play together we, since uh, this all started? The last time we really played was uh, our November gig for Thanksgiving Eve last year at the Magic Bag. Wow. So typically after that show we take off you know december january and then we start prepping for whatever we're going to do in the spring unfortunately covid hit and we were not able to rehearse so we actually just started prepping for this show about three weeks ago so uh and we're doing i believe about 35 songs in the set so how much rust how much rust um actually we there wasn't much rust that's the good thing about doing a tribute um, and all of us love the music. So everybody pretty much, it was just getting that muscle memory back again. And, you know, for me, I didn't really sing for a year yeah. other than in the shower and, you know, <laughs> to myself and to my kids, cause they love hearing me sing. So, but um, yeah, other than that, really, it was like almost 10 months off of rehearsals. Um, but I think we're set to go. How much, so, do you, how much do you channel Morrissey? I mean, are you as bummed out as he is about everything? No, I'm not. Okay, um, good. I try to find the humor in what Morrissey does, because I think a lot of what Morrissey <laughs> does is actually a lot more front loaded with humor than depression, um, which a lot of people seem to miss in their music. Um, there's a lot of comedy in what he does. A lot of humor. Um, you know, I try to channel it a little bit, but I don't want to be too cheesy about it either. Yeah. So, you know, as far as the on stage persona goes, Yes, I wear the sport coat and a t-shirt or a button down and, you know, I do all that and try to imitate some of the dance movements and whatnot, but yeah. No, no gladioli though. Uh, every once in a while. Occasionally. Occasionally. They're hard to come (laughs) Every once in a while. Like for the Thanksgiving show, the bigger shows, we'll put a little bit more production into it, stuff like that. But for, for the most part, I try not to be too corny about it because some tribute bands go so far with it that it just becomes like come on are you, you a veg- are you a vegetarian no i'm not oh well there's a big difference yeah there's a huge difference right there yeah. yes and, and so. why why would we pamper life's complexities when the leather runs smooth on the passenger seat <laughs> jesus i have no idea why see there's no reason it's it's, it's completely <laughs> it's completely no reason completely ludicrous so yes. chris, chris i think you joined us while we were playing how soon is now and yeah. uh, i'm wondering what is your favorite smith's tune to perform you know, or to listen to? That's a really hard call. There's so many to pick from. There's so many greats. How Soon Is Now, it's a great song. It's just one of those that you have to play every single show. So you kind of get worn out on some of these after a while. Um, I really enjoy playing Nowhere Fast. I really enjoy oh, yes. playing The Queen Is Dead. Suedehead is always a great one. I think... Personally, as far as singing goes, I would have to say, and it's not a Smith song, but every day is like Sunday is probably pretty far up there. So 
Well, There's I, a lot to pick from. W- one of my favorite tunes that you guys do, and one of my favorite Smith's tune is uh, Barbarism. And uh, you guys, <laughs> uh, I think one of the first years you played at my place, it was the last tune, and it's a walk-off tune where everybody kind of peels off one at a time. And, and at that time... Uh, the guys are just playing uh, on the basketball court in the back where, where Sean and I yeah. used to battle many, many epic Saturdays. And, uh, and as each... Wasn't much of a battle. As each performer... <laughs> well, don't, don't sell yourself short. But as each performer walks off, the show kind of ends and it's, there's just this, there's this elation afterwards. And also the disappointment that um, you know, there's, no, there's no more music coming. So, uh, so as it kind of fades out and everybody's like, oh, that was great. And then the conversation sort of resumes and people go for another beer. Well, I go walk into the house and, and all the guys are sitting in the kitchen because there's no green room. So it's like, where, right. where do they go at the show? So everybody's in the kitchen having a beer. And that, I just thought that was so cool. I was like, oh my God, wow. You know, does this, <laughs> you know, where else does this happen? So it's going to be great to have you guys on the East side. And next month we're going to be doing, um, non new wave bands that cover new wave tunes. And we are going to have a band. We're going to start the, the month off with a band that covers how soon is now. And uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty mind blowing cover. It's uh there's a lot of, there's a lot of covers of that song out there. And what's funny is the, um, that female band, the pop group tattoo, oh, yeah. they did a cover of how soon is now years ago. And it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Some of those, some of those, uh, those, I think there's been metal renditions. I mean, it really kind of transcends all the genres, which is probably the sign of, yeah. of a, yeah. a great, a great tune. Yeah. You know, you've got some great songwriting when any type of group can cover a song or sample a song or reuse that song, you know, there's a really solid core there. So that one's been covered a multitude of times. Oh, I was just going to ask. Um, so, when you're covering a song, do you feel like you have to be, you know, just so true to the Smiths version, or can you diverge and uh, I don't know, make it your own as they do in American Idol? We typically try to do the album versions of the songs and try to get them as close as possible. Some of it you can't totally get, but I think we get very, very close to a presentation that's very, very close to the album versions. Some songs we have to trim a little bit of fat off the end because some of their songs just go on and on and on. So there's a lot of music at the tail end of some of the songs. So sometimes we just need to trim a little bit of that off at the back end. But for the most part, I would say we try to play them as true to the records as we can. Because (laughs) most of us feel that if somebody's coming to see us as a tribute band, (laughs) they expect to hear the record version and you know sometimes if you're not exactly right max our bass player will always say you know the ear (laughs) fills in a lot of what might not be there but we do have the two guitar players we do have a keyboardist tim that comes in and plays with us sometimes so for the bigger shows we really try to fill out the full spectrum on everything to get it as close as possible the Cadu will be a little different because we won't have a keyboard player with us. Mm. But Mike, the other guitar player, let's take there's like that never goes out, for instance. He'll use the guitar to kind of comp the actual keyboard parts for that song. So we do our best to try and get the best realization of the album versions as we can. 
Yeah, this this isn't Dread Zeppelin, okay, where you're you're looking right. for some sort of parody or some sort of uh, you know reinvention of the wheel. But and I'll tell you, the Smiths Unite they sound great. I I a couple of years ago I was with my buddy University in Brooklyn, and we went to a New Year's Eve show to see a Smiths cover band. And you figure if you're going to get a great cover band, New York, you'd probably have the best of all. Smiths United would have blown these guys away. So I'm really looking forward to Friday. And I should also tell you, you know what they have on tap in the garage bar? Uh-oh, they, what? They've got Altus. So, uh, <laughs> All guests appearing on ML Solo Detroit receive a 12-pack of Altus Lager. Oh, he loves beer. So, Chris, I owe you a 12-pack. Uh, can you give us a quick uh, quick uh, update on where people can find out what's going on with Smith's United website, some of the tunes they can find on Facebook, or excuse me, on YouTube? So we've got two videos we just did. We did the COVID quarantine video thing. We did our own recording of Still Ill with a video, and we also did a recording and video of The Boy with a Thorn in His Side. We can be found on Facebook, just, you know, facebook.com forward slash the Smiths United. That's really all. I never really thought we needed an actual website because it's a tribute band and it's mostly about the social media aspect for us. Yeah. So you can find us on Facebook. And I think, I think I originally found you guys on MySpace. So we, we've, we've, uh, I think so we've had some evolution, but yeah, yeah. Christopher George and, and tell, tell folks a little bit about, about your website and what you do uh, when you're not performing. I'm a home inspector by trade. That's my full-time job. Uh, so I'm not really into creative arts as far as my career goes, but on the other end of the spectrum, I run a spoiler-free movie sleuth website. Sorry. It's a spoiler-free movie <laughs> review website, themoviesleuth.com. Uh, been doing that for about 10 years as well. I actually started the website at the same time that the Smiths United started. So both so, are about 10 years old right now. So lots of great content out there brought to you by Christopher oh, yeah. George and, uh, and the boys in Smith United. So Chris, I will see you guys on Friday. I hope everybody comes out to uh, join us. Cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. Bye. So we, uh, we are, are coming to the end of an epic show. Uh, if you would like to support this endeavor, you can just send us some money. It's not really complicated. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what the big buildup is all about, Mark. Uh, I've, I've already I've already made this more difficult than it needs to be. How do people just open their wallet, open their hearts, and 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 show us some love? MLSolarDetroit.com, little donate button. There's also all the past shows are on there. It's it's a lovely website. Everyone should check it out. Lovely is a word I would associate with Mike Elric. So yeah, also, very much so. Absolutely. It's also the name of the paint that you forgot to buy. A lovely, uh, lovely, lovely lisp. Is that no? That's that's not a Smith song. What's it? Something lisp. Anyway, um, uh, we want to thank our donors as always. You you're the people who keep us coming back every week since we do our best to alienate sponsors. Um, uh, in fact, yeah, you know what? If 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 you go to one of our sponsors and you tell them something crazy, we said, tell them that Eli, Denny, and Bob sent you. Um, <laughs> just stay away from the meatpacking ones. Um, hey, uh, we want to thank Frank for his support. And uh, it's Frank, by the way, not Francis. The name's Francis Sawyer. Everybody calls me Psycho. Any of you guys call me Francis and I'll kill you. Oh. So keep, Keep that in mind. Um, and uh, this is the last call for Camisole. This is a program we've had a limited success with, but we think it's a lot of fun. It's where you send us 20 bucks. You make a donation in the notes portion of your PayPal page. You send a message for us to read on the show for somebody you love and care. 
So um, here's one that we got. Uh, this is a uh, parody. Uh, this did not really happen, but um, uh, <laughs> somebody said, uh, yeah, somebody said, uh, hey, Sean, uh, Kenny Galladay here was great seeing you in the desert. I, I missed you. I missed your musk. It was nice having you out there. I just wanted to say thanks for bringing us some luck. Thanks for bringing us some victory on behalf of uh, Kenny Galladay. It's a really yeah. odd one. Why don't you just let people, soul of Detroit, really so. just let people uh, say something on the show a little bit. You know, why do you yeah. always have to charge everybody for everything? Maybe that's why this feature has not been as successful as we had originally. Uh, I mean, I know you're a little entrepreneur, but. Uh, they can call. They can email. How do they do that? Yeah. I guess, I don't know. Feedback's good, man. Why do you want to make people pay for feedback? Why are you being dejected? Now that that Sean's opened the door to everybody, to the hoi polloi, (laughs) I'm wondering, Sean, how can people reach us? What's that phone number again? Here, let me get your cell. 313-288-9070. That's Butterfield 89070. Or you can send us an email at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. Now, People like me don't like giving their money away for nothing. So uh, perhaps you'd like to support us by buying some of our great merchandise. We have masks. We have sweet gaiters. We have keychains for room 7609. T-shirts, hockey jerseys on sale, stickers, signed Kwame Sutras, all kinds of sweet stuff to get at Mark. Uh, DrewandMikeStore.com. See, that's how it's done, Sean. When your name gets called, you get in the game. ML mentioned that you were in the desert for the Cardinals-Lions game. How weird was that? How weird was traveling, first of all? Well, it's the second week in a row. I went to uh, Green Bay the week before. So I'm kind of getting used to these. And, then, you know, Ford, they, the Lions opened a Ford Field the week before that. So I'm used to the empty stadiums. Yeah. You know, it's... But uh, they you a- cover the Lions. You should be used to empty stadiums. <laughs> Arizona had fans, though. No, they had... I think they were allowed 750 people, and it was just one section, and they were family and friends of the team. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So, and I think there are a couple other stadiums that there are states where that's allowed. Yeah. But uh, what was weird is that the Lions played. Not they didn't just win; they played sort of uh, competently. Right? Yeah, and they you played just, with some mental toughness. They you described it as the Patriots' way, and immediately I shuddered just because I hate applying that term to this team. No, no, no my yeah, that point. Okay, your your or your editor named it that because well, was the, the yeah, the point of the column was that the. The three former Patriots, Trey, and I don't want to bore Mike with all this. These are, this game's called Football Mike. Yeah. Trey Flowers, he's a defensive end. He lines up in the middle of the field, and he tries to tackle the quarterback. Uh, Trey, Trey Flowers Dur- is also the name of that paint that you Jamie Collins uh, is a linebacker. Deron Harmon is a safety. They all played for Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick in New England. They took the, upon themselves this past week to start screaming at their teammates in a positive way film and whatever and they try to change the culture they felt like they'd lacked intensity the previous two weeks and uh they were trying to import some of that bella chickian uh chickian chickian elrickian magic i noticed they had cut the sleeves off their jerseys too it looked like they had short sleeves yeah so but they but the weird thing mark i'm sure you watched the game they showed yes. some like they made plays at the I, times when you win games. It was just kind of weird to watch. I still not, think the game ball should go to Kyler Murray because he did not play his best. No, but the reason he didn't play his best is because Matt Maybe. Patricia, I want to give him credit. That's it's fair. hard to give him credit. Adjusted the way the defense looked, the secondary in particular, and they confused him. And Kyler Murray's like five feet too tall. Yeah. And um and it was it was a good strategy. It's weird to say that. But it anyway, worked. That's, that's what enough. matters. Yeah. One and two. 
I'm yeah. glad to see that Matt Patricia's not the only one who gets shitty compliments from Sean. It's like, I want to give him a compliment, but it's hard to compliment him. Well, he's been terrible. He's lost 24 games in yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Who wants to compliment? No one wants to. You can compliment him if you want. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, go ahead. I didn't know you loved Patricia so but much. We had to give him credit because he had a great game plan, and the team kind of followed through with it, and they beat a good team. I, I want to see him sweeping out the Clydesdales. Good or barns, bad, it was so. a great article. Oh, oh thank you, sir. Hey. So, well, are you talking about the one for the subscribers, or you, did you read the instant one too, Mark? I read. I, I subscribed, so I read that one. So I read both. You read? Oh, Matt read both. Both are good. Darren, uh, what what are you working on? Oh, this week I'm uh, working on a subject that we were talking about today in transparency uh, among public officials, and uh, so I'm also try to chase down. Wayne T. Jackson, the the uh, minister uh, who brought Donald Trump in in 2016, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. and what he thinks or does not think about Donald Trump now. It doesn't didn't Wayne T. have a clothing store on Gratiot too? Yes. Yeah. He so a, he had a clothing store. He sold gators. Uh, he has been an entrepreneur for quite a while. Now, I'm going to tell you this before Sean gets a chance to tell you this, but in my office at Fox 2, and now in a box at home. Yes, I've spent a lot of time there. I have uh, I have a pair of George Cushingberry's gators that were given to me by the bank that foreclosed on one of his houses. So uh, <laughs> if anybody wants an extra large pair of, of gray gators, come see me. I can I can hook you up. I will just fit me. I, I, well, I'll just, Darren, I would have offered them to you, but I, I have to tell you there's a, a cushy little foot odor problem. <laughs> Gross. So, uh, were you able? Were you able to track down? Was it Wayne T. Jackson? Were you able to track him down? I haven't been able to track him down yet, but hopefully, I'll be able to get to him and get his answers on on Donald Trump and yeah, that's interesting. And what he what he what he thinks now versus what he did, you know, four years ago because he was he became a public figure nationally um, for bringing him in, doing an interview, um, and also. Um, uh, giving one of the invocations at uh, the inauguration. So it would be very interesting to see, um, given what has happened over the last four years, um, what Wayne T thinks about uh, Donald Trump. Sure. Wow. Sure. That's great, Darren. So if you want to catch up with Sean's work, uh, Darren's work, occasionally I chip in at the Free Press, you can go to freep.com. We would appreciate it if you subscribe to support the work of contributing columnist Darren Nichols. Occasionally contributing columnist Sean Windsor, and then even <laughs> even less often contributing your your old pal uh, M. L. Elric. You're um, always everybody's old pal. Well, I, I try and I try and be everybody's friend. I'm, Why not just pal? I'm like the I'm like the well because I'm getting older. I'm like the Will Rogers of uh, of the East Side. I, I never met a man I didn't chase when they wouldn't call me back. That's like uh, Kilpatrick. Uh, like oh, where's the bell? That's two. There we go. Um, and uh, before we go, I just wanted to say uh, to uh, the, the two dozen people or so who watched uh, St. Ambrose's Oyster Fest live streaming in the rain last night, thanks for watching. It was uh, an honor to emcee the 30th annual fundraiser for St. Ambrose Church, a uh, institution on the east side that does a lot of good things for the community and for our souls. And I did recently cancel my uh, serious... Uh, XM subscription. And the only thing besides listening to the Drew and Mike podcast that's been getting me through is listening to 89.1 FM WPHS exile radio from, I believe it's Warren Consolidated 
high school. It's a, it's a great station. It's got some really good music and uh, this, I think there's some cool people working on it. So if you're uh if you're sort of in that, uh, that I-94, I-696 corridor, check out 90, 89, 89.1 FM. Um, I think that's it. Any, anything left? Or are we going to get into this pie? <laughs> yes let's just do that yeah darren and See, matt this is I'm, why i want to be in the studio i'm i'm going to have an extra like slice this. for both of you guys there you go i need some pie and I, i'm gonna mind. i'm gonna pour a beer on the ground for my homies and then have some pie for each of you so uh <laughs> so i will i will observe all the uh all the protocols um you have been listening to ml soul of detroit on the red shovel network please support our fellow shows charlie the duff's no bs news hour no Filter Sports with Eli, Denny, and Bob, and the Drew and Mike podcast. We appreciate your support. Please subscribe. Please share. Please tell your friends about us. Please rate us. Please call us. Please berate us. Send us an email. Just let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what we can do better. And in the meantime, we're just going to get the hell out of here. So Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? When we began opening this vault nearly two hours ago, we had no real idea what we'd find inside. As it turns out, we haven't found very much, at least not uh, not yet. In any case, I think that until uh, we enter into uh, a legend, a half century old or so, has been resolved. I don't know if we've gone far enough. I mean, we found the other wall over there. There may be more to be discovered, maybe, maybe not. We found the secret tunnel. We found the hidden stairways. We found the other private spaces. We talked to a lot of people, you know, older people whose memories I think would have otherwise been uh, forever lost if it wasn't for this program. It seems, at least up to now, that we've struck out with the vault. I'm disappointed about that, as I'm sure you are. This is one time in my life that a pot of gold would have been a lot more fun than uh, chasing the rainbows. In any case, uh, you get a white shot. Show my team here. They work their hearts out. You know, come on there, guys. What can I say? I'm sorry. I want to thank my buddies here for doing the job. Uh, thank you for watching. I promised all the critics that if we didn't find anything, I'd sing a song. So, uh, uh, Detroit, Detroit, that Holland town. All right, I'm going. I'll see you. Good night. I'm sorry. See you next time. Take it easy. On State Street, that great street, I just want to say. I really reached my breaking point after I made that jump to heroin. And I just knew if I didn't make a change, I would ultimately lose my life. I was passing by a police department and I just made the split second decision to walk in. The police officer greeted me, hope not handcuffs arrived and saved my life. The first step doesn't need to be the hardest. Let us help guide you to recovery. Go to HopeNotHandcuffs.com to learn more.